Welcome to Slate Church Online. Happy Easter. We are so excited to be with you today. Listen, wherever you're at, why don't you stand up right now? We're going to go into worship and have a fantastic time praising God.
dancing in the darkness. And in the darkness, we were waiting without hope, without light, till from heaven you came running. There was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets. To a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the
hoping it may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. And my God will never fail. And oh my God will never fail. And I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, the battle belongs to you. Come on, sing this power and there's power in the mighty name of Jesus every war he wages he will win and I'm not backing down from any giants I know how this story ends yes I know I know how this story
For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the that was worshiping together. Listen, as a church, we love to pray over the needs that are happening within our church. And we want to take time to do that as we do every single week uh, for what's going on. And listen, if you have a prayer request, or you have a praise report, something that you're celebrating, you're going to see a link below. Why don't you go and submit an online prayer and praise card so that we can pray with you and we can thank God with you. But listen, these are some of the prayer requests that have come in over the past week. We're praying for healing for uh, for someone's dad who has cancer, wrestling with that. We're praying that someone's back pain would subside. Praying for someone who's experiencing extreme tooth pain but can't get to the dentist uh, right now. We're praying that someone might use this uh, season as an opportunity to spend more time in the presence of God. What a great uh, perspective on that. We're praying that someone would be productive, spend time exercising, reading, doing some great things during this time. We're praying for uh, someone's aunt who has young kids at home, but she's a nurse and she's been called into the front lines uh, to fight this virus. Uh, we're praying for someone's marriage, which is struggling right now during quarantine, coming together with that. We're praying for, for protection, good health for someone's two sisters who are working on the front lines in hospitals right now. And of course, as a church, we are praying uh, for this COVID coronavirus as a whole that, that we would see breakthrough in that. So wherever you're at right now, why don't we just pray? This is just a representation of some of the prayer requests that have come in. But if you have a need of your own uh, today, why don't you just think about that now and release that to God as we pray together? Jesus, I thank you that we get to gather together in this way, Lord, that we are still in your house, that you are risen and that you are good, God. We celebrate that today. Lord, you know all of these prayer requests uh, of pain and protection, needs, Lord, relational needs, God. And we just lift these up to you today, God. We give you control. We trust that you are good. We trust that you can move in ways that we can't. So Lord, we release this to you and we ask God, that you would work in these situations, Lord, that you would move in people's marriages, their circumstances, finances, fears, Lord, that you would give us peace and strength during this time, and that we would see that you would work in incredible ways across hospitals and across places that are fighting this virus, God. We release it to you in Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Well, listen, we're also celebrating church. A lot of great things are happening uh, really across our entire church. Many praise reports coming in this week. Uh, someone is thankful for all the blessings they're experiencing in school during this season. Someone is uh, excited that they go to a church where people are hungry for more of God. Someone's thankful for financial support from the government. Uh, someone is thankful that their connect group has organized a meal train for them uh, after their pregnancy, helping to navigate some food supply. Someone's thankful uh, in ways that the people and organization stores around them are adapting to helping those in need. Someone's thankful for technology. I know that we are thankful for that in this season. And look, someone is thankful uh, that a friend has encouraged them to get reconnected by joining a connect group and engaging in services online on Sundays. We, we just have so much to be thankful for even during this season. Well, listen, church, wherever you're at right now, why don't you just say hi to someone around you if you're with someone else in your home. But listen, if you're not, why don't you just send a text to somebody, encourage someone, uh, get connected right now and say hi to somebody, even through that technology that we have. We just encourage you to do that now. And listen, every single week we take time to talk about giving, to talk about uh, giving back to God, and today is no different on this Easter Sunday. So we're gonna turn it over and hear some encouragement around our giving today. Hey church, I'm excited to encourage us when it comes to our giving today. And to do that, I wanna read to you probably one of the most famous verses from the Bible. From John 3:16. it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is so encouraging when it comes to our giving because we can never outgive God. Before we could give anything back to him, he had already given us everything. He had given us life. He'd given us purpose. He's given us Jesus. So when it comes to our giving, we get to bring out, uh, bring our gifts and our, our tithes and our offering out of thankful hearts for everything that God has already done for us before we could give anything back. So when it comes to our giving, there's lots of different ways that you can give. We have text to tithe, uh, automatic monthly giving. Uh, you can give through PayPal, whatever works best for you. It's gonna come up on a slide in just a little bit. But hey, why don't we pray for our giving today? God, we thank you so much that you are a good father. We thank you that before we could ever give back to you, you had already given us everything, God. We thank you for the many gifts that you have given us. And we just pray that you will bless the giving today and that we just multiply it so we can reach more people with the good news of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey, Slate Church, happy Easter. You know, one of the things that we've been doing as a church is highlighting some of the stories and testimonies that are in our community. And so we've got Dan here with us today. And uh, hey, Dan, why don't you just introduce yourself a bit? Uh, yeah, I'm Dan Kitzman, um, married to Jana, and have three awesome kids, Ezra, Chase, and Dahlia. Just love life. Man, you've got a you've got a pretty incredible story about what God has done in your life, and you know I'm just uh, just wondering, man, what was life like before you really released things to God, before you gave Him control? So I've known who God was my whole life without really even knowing, without getting to know Him, I should say. Um, my life before letting Him in was like taking a whole bunch of bad experiences and just 
putting it in a dumpster and lighting it on fire. And uh, I was I was selfish, rebellious, promiscuous, addicted to porn. I took drugs. I sold drugs. I abused alcohol. I burnt tons of bridges with lots of people and uh, basically rejected God kind of uh, had almost a disdain for him and just listened to the devil way too much and just allowed that to control my life until eventually I almost lost everything, including my life, like my wife, my kids. I'd already lost my job. Um, it was just a literal self-made hell on earth. Was there, was there something, you know, that happened uh, in, in your story that kind of, um, you know, shook you a little bit or jogged you or, uh, you know, made you turn things around or... Yeah, definitely. It uh, happened. It got uh, got a lot better, or a lot worse. Sorry, before it got any better. But um, Jan and I fought a lot, and we were uh, fighting one night, and I stabbed a knife into the counter and severed four tendons in my right hand, and ended up losing uh, a year of work and kind of going back into the past life from before I was with her and selling drugs and using drugs again. And yeah, it ended with me getting uh, robbed and just losing everything. And yeah, that was on a Saturday night. And next morning I was back in church right away. Man, it's crazy, it's incredible. What, what, what's life been like since, since you released that control to God, you know, since you've uh, you know, established that relationship a bit more? It makes me think of the Delirious song, Did You Feel the Mountains Tremble? One of the verses says, open up the doors, let the music play, let the streets resound with singing. Songs that bring you hope and songs that bring you joy. And as soon as I let God have control, it was just a heavenly gate opened up and it was just a flood in my life very quickly learned that I needed to praise him in the valleys and praise him on the mountaintops. And just uh, when, it be, when I became intentional about my relationship with God, it just opened up so many different avenues for God to move the mountains in my life that uh, needed to happen. And still human, but I know that I had made a 180 turn from that point and I'm not looking back. It's awesome. Hey, hey what, what would you say to somebody that's looking maybe to take their next step in their faith? God's waiting. He's, he's waiting very patiently for you to make your move. He's done everything that he needs to do in your favor to bring you to a relationship. It just takes you humbling yourself as a person. And uh, especially in this Easter season, just the message of repentance stands so firm. And once you take that step and humble yourself and admit, you just, you've taken that first step and nothing's as hard as that first step. Hey dude, thank you so much for, for taking time to share your story. You've had an impact on my life and I know so many other people in our church. And so uh, again, thanks for opening up a little bit about what God has done in your life and in your heart. Listen, if you don't know who I am, my name is Emma Richardson. I'm one of the lead pastors here at Slate Church, and I get to pastor with my husband, Brandon Richardson, and we have the absolute pleasure of pastoring uh, with Luke and Victoria Betger. 
We just love what we get to do here. We love to engage with you. We love to be a part of this. And listen, I just have a few announcements that I wanna make you aware of during this season. If you haven't yet engaged with us on social media, make sure you do that. We have so much coming out there, so much that you get to be a part of on our social media platforms. You're gonna to wanna to make sure on Tuesday mornings that you uh, check in on Instagram Live because we go live every Tuesday morning with a devotional from our staff meeting that you can be a part of at 8.30 a.m. Tuesday nights come back on Instagram live at 8 p.m. for Voices of Hope, which is a great time for us to gather together and worship together. That happens Tuesdays and Fridays at 8 p.m. It's just a fantastic time to do that. And then Thursday mornings, of course, from 6.30 to 7.30 a.m., we get to start the day with prayer and we can be a part of that together. So make sure you're following us on social media. You're checking out our website to see a schedule of all of those things that are happening and the things that you can be a part of. Now listen, we want to make sure that you're also engaged in community during this time. So why not join a connect group if you're not yet part of one? In order to do that, you can fill out a connect card on our website, find out more information. The link is below and you can go there, fill one of those connect cards out and we would love to get you involved in a connect group where you can meet with people, you can get to know people and you can get involved here at Slate Church. Well, listen, it is Easter and we have a fantastic message coming for you today. I can't wait to hear this word. So why don't you lean in right now, pull out your notebooks, pull out your phones, get ready to take some notes because this is going to be a message that I know will encourage you today and for the weeks to come. I want to introduce for you Pastor Luke Betger preaching to us today. Well, hey church, welcome to Easter Sunday. What an awesome day it is. And how cool is it that we actually get to gather together as a church on this great day in our church calendar and we get to celebrate together the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, I am so excited that we get to gather around the name of Jesus this morning uh, or this evening or whenever it is that you're watching this. What a cool thing that we get to celebrate the fact that Jesus has risen from the grave. In fact, I want to do something. Uh, if you know what this is, go along with it. If you have no idea, you can just ignore this. But let me try it. Wherever you are, I want to hear a response, okay? So here we go. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Listen, if you grew up in church, you probably know what that is. If you didn't, don't worry about it. It's okay. But hey, we're so glad uh, that you've joined us here for Easter Sunday at Slate Church. I'm really believing that God wants to speak to us this morning. I believe that God has a message for you today, and it's a message all about the hope that is in His name. And so we're going to jump into the message right now. And I just want to encourage you, just open up your heart, uh, open up your faith to what God wants to say to you today, because I believe that he wants to speak to you. And so today to begin, we're actually going to turn in our Bibles uh, to Luke chapter 24, verse 1 to 9. It's a very familiar passage of scripture as it pertains to Easter Sunday. And it's one that I'm so excited that we get to read this morning. So Luke 24, verse 1 to 9, it says this. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Praise God. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. 
While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Why do you look for the living among the dead? I love that line. He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was with you in Galilee, the son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Verse nine, when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and to all the others. If you're taking notes today, why don't you go ahead and write down this title, for my Easter Sunday sermon. You can write down the title, The Victory Side. Go ahead, write that down, The Victory Side. Why don't we pray together and then we're gonna continue in this message today. Father, we just thank you so much for who you are. We thank you so much for your resurrection. We thank you for the joy and the hope that Easter brings to us today. Father, we just pray that you would speak to us through your word today. We pray that your name would be glorified above all else. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, as a church this year, we have chosen to title, to theme our Easter, The Victory Side. And thank God that that's exactly where we get to live right now in our world. We get to live on the victory side of life because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, ultimately, the victory of Easter is this. Jesus defeated death. The grave has been denied and Christ is glorified. Let me repeat that. The victory of Easter is this. Jesus defeated death. The grave has been denied and Christ is is glorified. This is good news for us today. What an awesome declaration that Easter makes, especially in our world right now at such a time as this. I really believe that the victory of Easter is worth celebrating. If you're anything like me, uh, you love to celebrate things. I love to celebrate things. Uh, anything and everything, I love to celebrate it. You know, I grew up in a house where we celebrated everything that we could. We celebrated birthdays. We celebrated holidays. Uh, we would celebrate as much as possible. And my wife, Pastor Victoria, she kind of has this motto where she says, if something is worth celebrating, it's worth celebrating. Celebrate anything that you possibly can. You know, just a, uh, a couple months ago, I had something worth celebrating with Victoria. You know, I made a commitment to start going more consistently to the gym. Has anybody been there before? And so I was doing pretty good with this. And uh, that was until um, coronavirus really shut things down when it came to the gym. But I was doing pretty well, going fairly consistently. You know, I would go to the gym with our executive pastors here at Slay Church. I was going with Pastor Ben and going with Pastor Jared. And uh, you should know Pastor Brandon would go as well. But um, listen, he worked out on a whole different level than us because he's in a whole different league than us when it comes to the gym, right? I mean, have you seen this guy's biceps lately? I mean, honestly, like his biceps are like, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow him all the days of his life, right? And, uh, you know, for me, my biceps are more like uh, hope in things not yet seen, uh, but I'm believing for it. <laughs> Anyways, we would go to the gym and 
Uh, I got this app on my phone that tracks my progress and it tracks the workout and all these things. And I remember on day one of going to the gym, after the workout was complete, this app told me that I had set 24 personal records for myself on that day. I'm like, hey, this is awesome. I can keep doing this. Uh, of course, uh, the record I had to beat was literally zero, so it wasn't saying too much, but I felt good about myself. I felt awesome. I wanted to celebrate the fact that I set these personal records. And so I went home to Victoria that night and I said, babe, we are gonna celebrate tonight. You are looking at the record holder, 24 personal best records today, believe it or not. Hey, Victoria, uh, you want me to lift that couch for you? I will lift the couch for you right now. You want me to hold the chair over my head? I will hold the chair over my head. Come on, we're gonna celebrate tonight over these 24 personal records. Of course, Victoria, uh, who lives by this motto that everything is worth celebrating, decided for some reason that this was not worth celebrating. And I think she rolled her eyes at me in one way or another. But you know, today on Easter Sunday, we have something worth celebrating. What an awesome day it is. What a great day for celebration. You know, we have something worth celebrating that is so much greater than personal accomplishment, that is so much greater than just a holiday, that is so much greater than anything that our world so often chooses to celebrate. Today, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We celebrate the victory that comes from what he did for us. And what an awesome thing that is today. We get to celebrate today that Jesus is alive, that he is good, that he is making all things work together for his good. You know, when that empty tomb was talked about uh, 2,000 years ago in the streets of Jerusalem, it really came as an electric shock that declared Jesus is in fact the risen King. You know, uh, within just 50 days of the resurrection, there were people testifying to his resurrection, people giving eyewitness accounts of having seen the resurrected Christ. Jesus appeared to more than 500 people after his resurrection, and these people were compelled to acknowledge that their lives were changed forever because of it. The resurrection of Jesus became the central theme in the teaching and preaching of the apostles. Even when they were confronted by critics and people who said it couldn't be true, their response was always the same. Jesus is alive and he has risen. The apostle uh, Peter preached a sermon on the day of Pentecost where 3,000 people acknowledged that Jesus is Lord. And the key theme of his message was that Jesus has risen. We see that the Apostle Paul preached the resurrection everywhere he went. In Romans 8 verse 11, he wrote that if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. When we recognize this truth, that Jesus is alive, Imagine for a moment the difference that it makes in our lives. Imagine the consequences that it has on us today. Imagine with me for a moment the difference that it makes in our homes, the difference that it makes in our relationships with others when we, when we get a revelation of the fact that Jesus is not dead. Jesus is alive and sin has been conquered and we get to live freely, uh, free from sin free from condemnation because of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. And imagine the difference that it makes in our decision-making. 
the difference that this makes in our ethics, the difference that this makes in our morality, the difference that this makes concerning our fears, the difference it makes concerning our anxieties. This changes everything, church. Imagine with me for a moment the increase in power and purpose for our lives when we catch the reality of the biblical declaration that Jesus is not dead, but Jesus is in fact alive. Again, this makes such a, a profound difference in our lives today. Um, imagine how we can move from negative thinking to faith-filled thinking. Imagine how we can uh, uh, maintain a perspective of hope even in times like we're going through right now. Imagine how we can maintain a position of hope, how we can recognize the purpose-filled hope that we have. Again, when we get this revelation of that biblical declaration that Jesus is alive. You know, I think back across historical Christianity, and I think of the many people who actually did catch uh, understanding and um, really an internal revelation of this fact. I think... Uh, quickly to somebody uh, like John Wesley, 18th century preacher, evangelist, who preached more than 40,000 sermons in his lifetime. Literally more than three sermons a day, every day for his entire life. John Wesley traveled more than 250,000 miles on horseback. That's as many as 10 times around the globe, proclaiming the fact that Christ is not dead, but Christ is alive. The impact is massive because he had a revelation of the risen Jesus Christ. It's incredible. I think of uh, a man named George Whitfield. He was a contemporary of John Wesley, and he led revival campaigns in America, drawing crowds as large as 30,000 people, some of the largest crowds that had ever assembled anywhere in the world up until that point. And he preached the fact that Jesus is alive. He preached the fact that people could be set free from their sins. You know, it's said of George Whitfield that, Every single person in America at the time had at one point or another heard him preach a sermon. It's unbelievable. And all because he knew who Jesus was. Um, I, I think also, though, of uh, somebody who perhaps you've never heard of before. I think about somebody uh, whose name was Phoebe Palmer. And that's a name that not many of us know. Um, but it's incredible to see her impact on the Christian world Today, She lived in the 19th century and her ministry started as uh, quite a small gathering of people, a uh, weekly gathering in her house in lower Manhattan. Of course, quickly, God was blessing this ministry and it grew. And soon she had to do renovations on her house because she wasn't able to fit enough people into her house. Pretty soon she was having more than 400 people come every single week to her house to hear her preach and share the good news of Jesus Christ. It's an amazing thing. And of course, her ministry grew and grew and grew and it flourished. And something that is called the Second Great Awakening, which was a revival across North America that saw more than one million people accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. This Great Awakening can actually trace its roots back to the ministry that was started by Phoebe Palmer. It's an amazing thing. Not only that, but her influence really cannot be overstated. Phoebe Palmer influenced some of the great leaders and key figures and presidents of um, universities all across North America. Uh, she had a massive impact and influence on the development of things like the Salvation Army, the Assemblies of God, and the worldwide 
Pentecostal movement. She's an incredible example of somebody who got a revelation of the resurrection of Jesus and what that meant for her. And she could not keep silent about it. She had to be obedient and go forward. And the world has been changed because of this revelation that she got of the resurrected Christ. And, you know, we really see that at a time where women were not generally allowed positions of leadership, literally tens of thousands of people look to Phoebe Palmer for leadership. It's an amazing thing what happens when we get this revelation, when we understand the good news, when we understand the hope, when we understand the joy that Easter brings us, we cannot help but tell others about it. We can't keep silent about it, but it overflows out of us and we have to tell people about the good news of Easter. You know, as I reflect on these great and influential Christians throughout history, I can't help but think about you sitting there in your room, your living room, wherever it is that you might be watching this. and. You know, I really believe that God wants to use you in a powerful way to make his name known, to shine his light, to spread hope to this world, to spread joy to a world that so desperately needs it at this time. I believe that he wants to use you. And I believe that today he is asking you to turn your eyes to him to set your focus on him, to recognize and to declare not only in your mind, but to declare in your heart that Jesus is alive and that this changes everything. Whether you're called to reach one person or a thousand people, there's no such thing as insignificance in the kingdom of God. God has a plan for you today, friend. Uh, you know, our world right now is full of so many different things. The world right now, more than ever before, it seems, is full of things like fear. It's full of things like anxiety. It's full of things like worry. We see that our world even is so full in this season of sickness. Obviously, as a world, we're dealing with a global pandemic called coronavirus, COVID-19. And it's a difficult thing. It's hard to deal with this thing. And I've talked to some people and it just feels like they've given in to the fact that their, their mind and their heart is just filled to full, filled to overflowing, not with love and peace, but filled to overflowing with worry and fear and anxiety, and even just uncertainty about what the future might bring for them and their family and their world. And today, I really believe that Easter comes as a shining light, a bright shining light in the middle of a world that is facing so much darkness to remind us that through Christ, we can live on the victory side of life. Here and now, today, we can move from the defeated side of life and we can step over to the victory side of life. And that is good news for us, friend. That is worth celebrating and that is worth rejoicing today. It's an incredible, incredible thing. You know, at the beginning of this uh, sermon, we read uh, about an Easter Sunday, the first Easter Sunday that ever happened roughly 2,000 years ago, just outside of Jerusalem, when uh, the women, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, went to the tomb of Christ. And where they expected to see a closed door, they saw an open one. The tomb was not full. The tomb was empty. And hear this. The tomb is empty so our hearts can be full. Not full of anxiety, not full of fear, not full of worry, not full of despair, not full of uncertainty, but our hearts can be full today of those magnificent five, faith, 
hope, love, joy, and peace. Our hearts can be filled to overflowing, that it wouldn't just sit and rest with us, but the love and the joy, the hope, the peace, the assurance that we have in the name of Jesus Christ, in the resurrection of Jesus, it can overflow out of us. It can light up the world around us. It can change the lives of the people that we come into contact with. It's an incredible thing, an incredible realization that we get to have today. I love it. You know, the, the stone at the tomb was rolled away so that the, the stone of despair and the stone of longing uh, that sometimes blocks our lives, that it can be rolled away as well. God has a great plan for you today, friend. I, I really think that because the door to the tomb is open, we should recognize that the door to salvation is open for us as well. The door to hope is open for us. The door to forgiveness is open for us. The door to reconciliation is open for us today. The door to the victory side of life is open for us today. The question is, will you take that step of faith towards it? Will you take that step of faith across the threshold of negativity, across the threshold of doubt, and will you step in to the victory side of life today? Jesus is not dead. He rose from the dead. He has guaranteed for you the greatest of all realities, that you can spend eternity with him, that you've been set free from your sin, that you have victory in Jesus' name. So come on over to the victory side. Come on over today. Uh, it's open for you. But maybe you're watching this and you're saying, not me, impossible. You know, that's something that I'm interested in doing. I would like to, but you have no idea who I am. You have no idea what my past looks like. You have no idea how messed up I am as a person. You don't know how much sin I've committed in my life. You don't know how, you don't know what was in my life. And not only that, you don't know what was done to me in my life. You know, I'm holding things in my past, um, heavy burdens, and I have to carry these things with me every single day. There's no way that I can experience victory. There's no way. Friend, I believe that there is for you. I believe that today, even in this moment, that you can actually step onto the victory side of what was or was not done to you in your life. I believe that today. I want to encourage you to believe it as well. You know, we read in Colossians 1, 13 to 14, that he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of of sins. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What a great promise that is for us today, that whatever our past has looked like, that in Jesus Christ, in the resurrected King, we have victory and we have new life. God is the God of new beginnings, and he's got a new beginning for you today. You can step to the victory side over what was in your life. But maybe, um, you know, you're listening to me today, and it's not what was or was not done to you that's the problem. Maybe what's holding you back from the victory side of life right now is what is. And what is, is the problem for you. It's not what was, but it's what is. And listen, there, there is no doubt, again, that this has been a difficult season for us as a world. We're going through a difficult time. There's no other way to say that. It is not easy. And there are people who are dealing with sickness. There are people who are dealing with uh, financial instability. There are people dealing with uncertainty. There are. And, you know, as lead pastors, we are praying 
for our world. We are praying for you as uh, our church. We are praying that God would be with you and he would be with us. And we have seen God do some incredible things in this season. We really have. But there have been times where personally, you know, I've been reading the news and seeing the images and hearing the stories. And quite honestly, my only response has actually just been to cry, has only just been to get on my knees and cry and, and pray to God and and wonder what's been going on. There's times where if I can be honest as a pastor, I've been afraid. I've been anxious. I've been doubtful. I've been uncertain of what's going to happen in the future. It's not an easy thing to deal with at all. And so quickly, uh, the pressure and the the overwhelming sense of what is can really get in our way of seeing and realizing the victory that we have in Jesus' name. You know, the great promise of Easter and the great hope that we have in Easter is the fact that in the midst of everything that's going on, we get to hold on to the victory of Jesus. The victory of Easter does not just mean that we put on a happy face and uh, we just pretend that nothing bad is happening around us. Um, and we just pretend that we're, you know, oblivious, ah, whatever, nothing bad is happening and it's okay. Everything is good. That's not what we do at all. Instead, the cross and the resurrection reminds us that it will not always be this way. We can take heart. We can remember that when it comes to the coronavirus, this too will be claimed in victory in Jesus' name. Let us remember Pastor Emma's message from last week, an incredible word, uh, and remember the fact and rejoice in the fact that we are more than conquerors in Christ, that Christ has set us free, and it is for freedom that we have been set free, that we don't have to go around and pretend that everything is always perfect all the time, but we can go around and hold on to the hope that we have in Jesus, understanding that ultimately Jesus works all things together for the good of those who love him. And even this, Whatever burden we carry, whatever we might be going through right now, we know that Jesus has victory over this, over that situation. Jesus has victory over what is. And today you can step into the victory side of life. That even in the middle, when things are bad and things are difficult, we know that we stand firm on the foundation of the name of the resurrected King. His name is Jesus Christ and the tomb is not full. It is empty so that our hearts can be full of love and joy and hope in this season. This is good news. Come on, this is worth celebrating today, church. I love that we get to do, that we get to talk about this today. David writes in Psalm 34, I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. I will boast of all his kindness to me. Let all who are discouraged take heart. Maybe that's a word for you today. If you're discouraged, listen, let all who are discouraged take heart. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. Again, our faith in Christ is not a bury the head in the sand kind of optimism, but it is a resolute faith that even in the midst of hard times, God is still good. This is the victory that we have in Easter. But maybe for you, it's, it's really not what was, and it's really not what is that's the problem. Maybe for you, it's fear and worry over what will be. 
Maybe that's what's weighing you down today. You don't know what's going to happen uh, when when we get out of this. You don't know if there's going to be a job for you. You don't know if your business is going to continue. You don't know how it's going to affect your family. You don't know how it's going to affect your kids right now. And you're worried over the future and you're worried about what will be today. I believe that you can step onto the victory side of what will be. You know, the resurrection is not something that only exists for a day, but it exists for our every day. The resurrection isn't something that just existed for a time, but it exists for all time. The victory of Jesus is not just meant to be celebrated only on Easter. So often we can get into this rhythm as Christians that we celebrate the victory of Christ on Easter Sunday and the resurrection of Christ on Easter Sunday, and then we seem to forget about it for the rest of the year. But that's not the case. The resurrection of Christ impacts our every single day living. Every single day we get to live in victory because of the resurrection. The victory and the resurrection of Christ gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. It's easy to look at the future and be afraid. It's easy to see all the things that seem to be working against us. And it's easy to to, uh, look around left to right and see the struggles that exist in our world and to actually become overwhelmed by these things. But we got to remember, especially in times like these, that there is not hopelessness that we have to cling to, but rather the resurrection of Christ has set off a chain reaction of hope in our world. And we get to hold on to that hope today. Listen, on a human level, if we try and make it on our own, really the truth is that things are fairly hopeless, but we don't have to hold on to our own strength. We can lean into the strength and the hope that Jesus gives to us today. We can have a new perspective of hope. On Easter, by raising his son from the dead, God promised to work all things together, including the most difficult parts of your life, together for the good of all of humanity. On this day, just as I'm about to close, I want to remind us of 1 Corinthians 15, as Paul writes. He writes, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? You know, let us take that with us today. Let us make that our declaration in a world that's facing death, that's facing difficulty, that's facing pain and heartache like never before. Let us take that declaration that when we wake up in the morning, we say, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? As we go to bed at night, as we face the news, as we face the reality of people that we know coming into contact with hurting and and sickness, may we be able to declare in faith, death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? Though the sorrow may last for the night, I know that joy comes in the morning. I am holding on to the promises of Christ for myself and the world around me. I believe that there is victory in the name of Jesus. I believe that Jesus is alive, that he is good, and that he has a purpose for my life. Let us declare that the victory of Easter is triumphant joy. It's that death is defeated. His promises are yes and amen. Restoration is yours. You have been set free. There is hope for humanity. There is joy for sorrow. There is pardon for sin. There is peace for your heart. There is power for today. There is purpose for tomorrow. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? Christ has been raised and the day is not fading to black. 
Death is swallowed up in victory. Hurt is swallowed up in victory. Fear is swallowed up in victory. Hopelessness is swallowed up in the victory of Christ. Despair is overcome. Mourning is turned to dancing. Sorrow is turned to joy. He died on the cross to forgive our sin. He rose from the grave to give us victory. Can I encourage you today? Come on over to the victory side of life. It's so much better to live there. Let's accept the victory of Christ today. Let's declare that Jesus is alive, that he is the risen King. Let us put our faith in him. Let us put our hope in him. He will never let you down. Let this be a great encouragement to you that death has no victory today, that death has no sting today, but instead we find our victory in Jesus Christ and we can live our lives on the victory side, joyful, hope-filled, full of peace, full of readiness and faith to do whatever it is that he needs us to do in our world today. Come on over to the victory side of life. Hey, just to close, I want to pray for you on this beautiful Easter Sunday. So if I could have every bed, every head bowed and every eye closed, just wherever you are, whether you're in your house or, or you're in your room or uh, in living room, basement, wherever it is, would you just close your eyes and pray with me? And just as you close your eyes, I just want to ask a question to you. And I want to pray for anybody who maybe you've never accepted the resurrection of Jesus. You know, maybe you've never made a decision to follow him. Maybe you've never made a decision to make him the Lord of your life. I really believe that there's no better time than right now, than this Easter Sunday, to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So if you want to do that, all that I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, if you want to make that decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life, to say, I am setting my eyes on you. I am going to cross over onto the victory side of life. All I'm going to ask you to do is very simply just say yes in your heart. That's all you have to do. Just say yes. And I'm going to lead us all in a prayer, but just accept today the fact that Jesus loves you, that the, the, the victory of the, of the cross and the resurrection is extended to you today, that he's offering you the free gift of salvation. It is finished. All debts are paid. All of your sins have been overcome and you can start living in freedom today in Jesus' name. So when I count to three, if that's you, if you want to accept that free gift of salvation, just answer yes. With every head bowed and eye closed. One, Jesus loves you. Two, he's got a great purpose for your life. Three, if that's you, right now, wherever you're at, just say, yes. Yes, God, that's me. I accept that free gift of salvation. And if you said yes in this moment, I just wanna lead you in a prayer right now. Father, I thank you so much for every person who has made a decision in this moment, on this great day, on this great day of victory. Father, I thank you for their decision and I just pray that as they go forward from this moment, they would be able to move into the victory side of life, that they would live knowing that you are king, knowing that you are uh, not dead, but you indeed are alive. You are in our world today. You love us so much and you're making a way forward for us. May they experience victory like they have never known. We thank you for this incredible decision. In your mighty name we pray and everybody said, amen. Hey. 
that is the best decision you could ever make. And in just a moment, Pastor Brandon's gonna come back and he's gonna give you some more information about how you can actually continue in your faith and continue to grow as a Christian. We wanna do whatever we can do to help you. But I just wanna pray for one more group of people, just in closing today on Easter Sunday. Um, again, every head bowed and eye closed. I wanna pray for anybody right now who is struggling uh, with actually living in the victory of Christ. Maybe you're having a hard time living on the victory side of life. Maybe, uh, as I was speaking, you struggle with what was, or you struggle with what is, or you struggle with what will be, and you don't feel like you're living in victory today. In fact, maybe you're more full of anxiety and worry and uncertainty than you are full of love and joy and peace and hope. Well, I really believe that right now, that God wants to just, just meet you right where you're at. And I believe that he wants to fill you to overflowing with his love and his peace and with the freedom that you can live on the victory side of life right now. So if that's you and you wanna make that decision that even in the midst of what's going on in our world, in the midst of coronavirus, in the midst of sickness and uncertainty, would you just raise your hand wherever you are, stretch it towards the screen right now. I believe that Jesus wants to work in your life today. Father, you see every single person with a hand raised at this moment. Lord, I just pray right now that they would be so filled with your peace, that they would be so filled with your love, that they would get a revelation that you are alive, that you are the resurrected King. Father, that day after day after day, as we're facing this difficulty in life and whatever difficulties may come, Father, that they would be able to declare, death, where is your victory? Where is your sting? It is under the feet of the risen Christ, and I know that I have victory in Jesus' name. Father, I just pray that you would be with people and that as they go about the rest of their day on Easter Sunday, Father, that they, we would not forget as Christians and as a church what you have done for us and what this means for our living right here, right now, that we can live in peace and that we can live in freedom. We thank you, Lord. In your mighty name we pray, amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for joining us for church today. We love you so much, church and we're continuing to pray for you. Happy Easter. What a fantastic message that was. I know that you're encouraged by that right now. And listen, if you are one of those people who just made a decision wherever you're at to follow Jesus, we just wanna say congratulations. It's really the best decision that you could ever make. And listen, if that was you, we want to connect with you. Uh, you can fill out an online connect card. You'll find the link in the description below. And we would love for you to fill that out. Just check off that you decided to follow Jesus. You wanna learn more information about him. And we would love to be in contact with you. Uh, answer any questions you might have, resource you, get you connected, all of those things. So why don't you do that uh, so that you can tell somebody about the decision that you made today? Listen, we also have something called Next Steps happening right after our service. And you're gonna find the link for that. It's gonna be a Zoom call in the chat below. And this is for anyone who's looking to take a next step here at Slate Church. Maybe you're tuning in and you are brand new to Slate Church and you're going, what's my next step here? What do we believe here? What does this look like? Why don't you join Next Steps right after this service? But maybe you've been coming to Slate Church for a long time, tuning in for quite a while and you're going, what's my next step? How can I get involved? What would this look like? How can I meet people here? Why don't you also follow that link to the Zoom call? We would love to connect with you and have you join Next Steps. It's just a short 10, 15 minute session, but we would love to see you there. 
Now listen, we are doing church obviously on a new platform here this week, but we'd love to direct you to su subscribe to our YouTube channel as well so that you know what's happening and you're always informed on what's coming out on YouTube. So if you go to Slate Church on YouTube, you can click subscribe and we would love to see you there. Listen, happy Easter. We are so glad that you were able to join us today for church. We are so glad that we get to celebrate that Jesus is risen, that we are saved, that he conquered death. It is an exciting time. We are wishing you a fantastic Easter Sunday. We love you so much. Have an awesome day. Why don't we pray just before we go. Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for this incredible Sunday. We're so glad that you came, died on that cross, but you did not stay dead, you rose again. We praise you in Jesus' name, amen. Have a great Sunday, everyone.